Salutations. Welcome to Pod Mortem. I'm Travis Hunter, joined as always by my co-host, my sister, and my brother-in-law. Hi, I'm Renee Hunter Vasquez. Hi, I'm John Paul Vasquez. This week, we're broadcasting live from Big Top Burger Restaurant, discussing the 1988 horror comedy Killer Clowns from Outer Space. The film was written and directed by the Kyoto Brothers, a trio of siblings who have extensive experience in special effects and creature design, but this is actually their first and only feature film. Full of camp and dark humor and horror, the film eventually became a massive cult classic, with one critic even calling it the king of 80s B-movies. The film was suggested to us by friend of the show, Amy Mulder. You can find Amy on Instagram at sickgirl1980. Thank you so much for your support, and we appreciate the suggestion. So, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, what were your first impressions on the film? I'm a little embarrassed to admit I never saw this before today. <laughs> Me neither. Me neither. And I know that this is like a, a cult classic and it's very revered. I know, John Paul, you have shirts. <laughs> you have Love it. You have feelings. <laughs> I never saw it before today and I was really expecting just ridiculousness and people running from clowns for an hour and 20 minutes, but... Honestly, it was better than I expected it to be. Even like the premise is so ridiculous, <laughs> but it it was fun. Like it was, it's it's a fun little movie. It, you're not. This is not a cerebral like. There are no deep dives. No. or fan <laughs> theories. No, period. Um, you get what you get, and yeah. you just need to be happy with it. But like, what's the title? It was that's, yeah, that's, that's it. what you're getting. That's yes. What happens? It it was fun. I, I had I had fun. I laughed out loud a few times watching it. I loved the movie personally, mm-hmm. but I watched it all the time as a kid, and I, I it's just it's everything. Like I love it. <laughs> you have been championing for us to cover this film since before we did our first episode. No, like, that's we true. need to put that out there. Yeah. You love this movie. And I know it's not serious and I know there's no like, you know, a masterpiece, but it's it is what it is. That's yeah. it. And mm-hmm. it plays on that and it's great. No, it's yeah. very unpretentious. Yeah. It's it's just we're like you said, we what? are the title of this film. <laughs> yeah. and that's, that's what did what you I expect? Want. What more? What more can you want? Right. <laughs> I uh, I think you're 100 percent right as far as kind of once you have that nostalgic feeling for it, mm-hmm. it's going to be one of those movies that you want to watch over and over again. It's going to remind you definitely of being a kid. Unfortunately, I did not have that. Like you said, we watched it for the first time today. Right. I think that if I did have that, I would have liked it more. Oh, and I I get it. Like I, watching it, I'm like I get why watching this as a kid, I'd be like, this is the greatest absolutely. shit I've ever seen yeah. in my life. And I did. I went into it with an open mind. I I promise. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Because I, I hate going into a movie and being like, this is going to suck. And yeah, then you no. make it suck when you do that. Yeah. And so I don't think that the movie sucked. I just, I feel like everybody kind of has their thing. And I think this just <laughs> wasn't <laughs> my isn't thing. Yeah. Which is fair. Which is, no, you know, yeah, wrong with that's that. fine. The good thing about horror is there's so much of it. So many different yeah. types. Everybody's going to find their thing that they love, mm-hmm. that they like. And that is just, eh. Not, not, <laughs> not, not your bag. Yeah. But I do understand 100% why it is a cult classic. Mm-hmm. You know, you got the Kyoto brothers who are coming off of so many films. I don't know if you know their history. Yeah. It's pretty insane, all the no, stuff they that did, they've worked on. They did Critters. Yeah. They did Pee Wee's Big Adventure, mm-hmm. which I Another know. Another fantastic <laughs> <I know>. movie. <laughs> I will watch Pee Wee's Big Adventure right <laughs> the fuck now. 
They also did Team America World Police. That I didn't know. Yeah. So, I mean, they've they've yeah, been around. See. Yeah. They've been around. That's really cool, though. They've got a pretty sizable resume. Yeah. And they clearly respect horror because there are some slight tributes in this film. It's a classic horror mm-hmm. film. Yeah. But, you know, eh, just eh. <laughs> not for me. Now, before we turn this film into cotton candy, we'd like to issue a warning for spoilers. Podmortem is a very in-depth podcast, and in thoroughly discussing horror films, we have no choice but to spoil a thing or two. If you do not wish to be spoiled, please go watch the film, then come back and enjoy the show. If you've already seen the film or don't care about spoilers, let's pile into the clown car. So the film opens with a shot of the stars in the night sky, and there's ominous music playing, and it's accompanying the opening credits, but there's also what sounds like sick dogs barking. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that's about. Don't really think of clowns when I think of sick dogs, but I think of the vet. But <laughs> the music then gives way to some super 1980s sounding rock, and it's the theme song for the movie performed by the Dickies, I believe. And it is fantastic. It's really good. Solid 10. Yeah. I love it. It was going, and I was not expecting lyrics. And when no. the lyrics said, I was like, oh, okay. shit. Uh, all right. I thought you were going to get on to me because when I listen to Dog Fashion Disco or Mr. Bungle, you call it circus music anyway. So you're like, you better not be talking shit because <laughs> I hear this was music. actual circus music. But no, it was good. And the song does not take itself too seriously. No. no. Yeah. So it kind of sets you up for basically the movie yeah. you're about to watch. <laughs> I did read, interestingly, that the Dickies were only given the title of the movie, and they wrote this song based on the title. Damn. Well, they did a great job. Yeah. (laughs) They they hadn't seen the movie yet, but they fit it perfectly. I didn't know that. It really did fit perfectly. Yeah. So we then see Officer Mooney, played by John Vernon, standing outside of what appears to be a burger restaurant. He looks like he's just over it. Over life, I think. Yeah, he's already mad. (laughs) Some kid bumps him, and he's just like, you know... But he takes a sip from his coffee and then he gets into his police cruiser and he's driving down the road. But then he sees a young man carrying several like grocery sacks full of beer and he just goes, little son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) And then drives away. Well, the guy and it just says beer. Yeah, Yeah, that's it. It And I just want to say, if you have two grocery bags full of beer beer mm-hmm. you're not going to carry him that easily no or he... without tearing <laughs> well, through the bottom of the bag he was also drinking a beer, he was oh, yeah, drinking he was a beer. and it said beer <laughs> <laughs> i did not even recognize him at first but that guy with the glasses is christopher titus the comedian the, so weird this is apparently the first movie role he ever had yeah, and he funny. had more scenes but they got cut that oh, sucks wow. yeah but uh yeah, it's totally him. No, like clearly, when you look, he doesn't even look any different no, at all. He looks the same. I read that he still gets a lot of killer clowns memorabilia that he has to sign at things. He's like, God yeah. damn it. For that small part. Yeah. But I guess it just goes to show the movie's it's beloved. You know. yeah. But basically this scene sets up that Mooney sucks. Yeah. <laughs> right from the get go. That guy looks happy. Yeah. Fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> But Mooney calls into dispatch and he basically says that, you know, nothing of note has happened yet. But he's like, it's Friday night. You know, the night's still young. So in the next scene, we pan across these cars at what I can only assume is Lover's Lane in this town. Yeah. Right. And so we hear the radio switch tunes from the Killer Clowns theme to something a little more conducive for (laughs) getting to second base. And in one of the cars, we see Mike, played by Grant Kramer, and his girlfriend, Debbie, played by Suzanne Snyder. And they're... (laughs) 
enjoying a glass of champagne yeah. together. Yeah. It's very <laughs> odd. I was like, what's the occasion? Uh, he's trying to class up the joint. I okay? guess. You're at Lover's Lane, really. I mean, <laughs> it's not a fancy in restaurant. A fucking like a blow up boat like a yeah. or something. Like, yeah, like yeah. a life raft I, or something. I read that they had a whole backstory about why Mike had that huge yellow inflatable boat in his yeah. car. <laughs> That he had gotten into some trouble with the brothers that we're about to meet, uh-huh. and he had to hide in that boat in his car from his dad. But they <laughs> cut it the because hell? they said that the dialogue was too, like, it was expositional dialogue and it wasn't needed. Mm, so now yeah. we're just left with this huge yellow inflatable boat yeah, with yeah, no explanation. Yeah, no explanation. No <laughs> it's like, he has a boat, get over it. <laughs> But out of nowhere, an ice cream truck pulls up and it's spouting some pretty suggestive shit from the loudspeaker. Like, like, this is PG-13, right? (laughs) (laughs) But uh, the people that are making out are super annoyed and they throw stuff at the truck until they decide to hit the bricks, basically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The lip sync is really bad. so bad. (laughs) When he's on, because he gets out of the car and he's on the loudspeaker. It's so bad. is not proper at all. Also, when they're getting thrown out of Lover's Lane, basically, he goes, well, fine, you're not getting any about the ice cream, but yeah. they didn't want any in the first place. <laughs> but then the guy goes, well, we were getting yeah, it until, until you, you showed, showed up. up. <laughs> Pretty good comeback. I got to I gotta give him that. But we get a shot from inside the ice cream truck, and they're bickering, but then two girls come out the back of the ice cream. I guess they brought their dates to yeah, sell ice cream. I don't know that, that the girls knew they were on dates. I think they were just like, hey, y'all want some ice cream? And then he, what, kidnapped them? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, sure. But they drive off completely after the girls are basically like, it's not happening. Take us home. Yeah. So Mike and Debbie watch as the ice cream truck speeds off. And Mike says that the ice cream men, I guess you should call them, <laughs> are actually his best friends, Paul and Rich Terenzi, the Terenzi he, brothers. I'm like, why didn't you say anything? I don't. Yeah, he just he let them just get clowned. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't like, those are my friends. <laughs> They're like, cool stop guys. Stop throwing shit at them. But no, he just lets them go. But he like, <laughs> the way he says it, you can tell he's reminiscing. He's like, they... <laughs> They know how to have a good time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like I want to know that story. What's that? What happened? That whatever led to yeah. the yellow boat. That's I'm true. Sure. Damn, it got cut. But Mike ditches that line of talk, and he's like, you know, basically, let's get yeah. <laughs> busy. You know, and so he starts to make out with Debbie, but he clearly doesn't know what to do with his hands because he gr- he grabs the top of her head. Yeah, <laughs> with both hands, <laughs> and. He gets better as the movie goes on, but at this point in the movie, I was like, if this is our lead, yowza. <laughs> yikes. This is, yeah, real yikes. No, he does get better. I I will admit, he does, but they decide, you know, after they, their makeout session lasted all of four seconds. Mm-hmm. I think it was one kiss long, but <laughs> she probably got tired of having her head grabbed. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. So they stare up at the stars, laying back into that boat, and... <laughs> What appears to be a comet zips by overhead, and they look kind of shocked and amazed. The comet also passes over farmer Gene Green, played by Royal Dano. There's a great name. That's a... Wow. (laughs) But he just so happens to be reading about Haley's comet, and he assumes that that's the comet that he just saw. So he snaps into Jordy Verrill from Creepshow mode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The exact no. same thought. And he's like, let's just, go find yeah, some meteor I, shit. Yes, I did. <laughs> just without the daydreams. Yes. <laughs> and he thinks the comet will be his ticket to riches. So he snags his dog, Pooh, 
and a shovel, and he sets out to find it. They're going to take it to the Department of what's, Comets. <laughs> exactly. What's funny is when he's talking about that, he said, there's going to be so many people, and they're going to be eating hot dogs and tacos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, is that? Okay. He's yeah, just what? imagining. He's, he sees it all in his head, but he sets out. He goes into the woods, and instead of finding a crash site, he stumbles upon a giant circus tent. And I don't know if you remember... This is probably one person is going to remember this game, but the very first Monkey Island. Right. When he discovers the circus tent out in the woods, yes. it looks almost exactly no, like this. That's and so true. I kind of feel like maybe that was an homage to this movie because it's it's like almost identical. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. It feels like there would be a lot of crossover here. Yeah. I could if very anybody remembers see that. that, tweet at me. Cause yeah, cause... We can talk Monkey Island. <laughs> Love Monkey Island. So what was odd to me in this scene is that instead of being weirded out by the tent at all, Gene is just like, I love the circus. <laughs> He's and a very optimistic I guess, but he tells his dog that they'll hopefully score f- some free passes, which uh-huh. is like, if the circus is already in town, <laughs> why are they going to be like, yeah, come in, right, sure. free, come, come on. on. Yeah. Bring the dog. <laughs> yeah. So Gene starts to get a little nervous when he realizes that there isn't anybody else around. And since, you know, circuses usually contain people, it's a little peculiar. So he goes to look for the ticket booth. And as he's walking by the tent, we see a large shadow of a clown on the other side of the tent. And Gene continues walking, but his dog notices that shadow and stays behind. I thought the the shadow, the silhouette, I thought that looked pretty cool. That was <laughs> That was cool. kind of a cool like uh, introduction to them. Without yeah. showing them out, right? Yeah. Because it's fair. like, we're here, you know, mm-hmm. but it's not blatant or in your right. face. And like, we'll have the reveal later. Yeah, <laughs> you just hang tight. Yeah, it's a tease. So... Suddenly, the clown opens up like a green portal, Rick and Morty style, <laughs> in the tent, and then he sticks out a net and he captures the dog. Poor Pooh Bear. It that sucks. It's not yeah. fair. <laughs> but so you've mastered. I mean, we are led to assume these are the killer clowns from outer space. Right. Right? There's no. There's not like, oh, this must be a different creature. Right. <laughs> no, it's them. It's them. But you're telling me you've mastered space travel and the use of portals and shit, but you can't beat a net. You Sometimes just can't beat... the old way is the best <laughs> right? way. <laughs> like typewriters, a net. <laughs> so the dog whimpers, which gets Gene's attention, and he turns around, but he only sees a red bandana on the ground that I didn't realize the dog was even I wearing didn't... at the yeah. time. <laughs> I was like, I guess his dog was wearing this. I don't know. But he goes to punch the tent. As one does. Right. And it hurts his hand, which is odd because it's just a it's tent. It's a tent, yeah. So then he says that he'll tear the whole thing apart and he grabs one of the wires and gets electrocuted. But (laughs) he falls to the ground and he goes, this thing is wired. (laughs) And it's like, yeah. It's a spaceship. I mean, what do you, yeah. It's only a circus tent though. Yeah, it's a little bit of tell, don't show writing. (laughs) But just then a clown approaches him and smiles Gene oddly smiles back at the clown. Yeah. <laughs> After all that he's been through, he's, he's like, just so hey, beautiful, he's though. Yeah. <laughs> he just wants to have a friend. I don't know. It's lonely in that farm or whatever he has. But the clown then pulls out a ray gun and zaps the shit out of him. The whole screen turns pink, and then we're taken to the Crescent Cove police station. Mm-hmm. Now, before we do that, I just want to say before we go any further, I'm not a massive fan of the creature design. Uh, that's fair. I like a lot of this the stuff that they do, but the actual faces of the clowns, mm, 
I I don't again though. I love them. I think it looks cool because it's. I think if they would have just used like a, I guess like an it clown, like it's right. just a regular clown, and uh-huh. then they morph into something, they're already ugly. So yeah, they, and you know, I feel like I feel like that was my issue with it is that they are ugly, but I well, get why they should be ugly well, yeah. and why they shouldn't be like typical cookie cutter yeah, clowns that, because they're not fucking clowns, no, yeah. really. You know. <laughs> I think I, I don't know if it's, again, it's, it might just be me. I'm like, okay, this movie is supposed to be funny. Yeah. The movie is supposed to be scary. Yeah. These clowns are just, ugh. They're just, <laughs> yeah, they're no, just they're gross. They're not they're pretty yeah. ugly. Yeah. So I'm no, like, they are ugly. I don't know. And for me, maybe it would have worked better to me if they were like your standard stereotypical clown, because there's a lot of moments that cannot be explained later on for them looking like this, the way people react you mean to people them. people being cool with Exactly. Them? So... <laughs> I think if they were, maybe they could get away with more shit, and I could accept that. Yeah. But I don't know. Just a, just a thought. Yeah. Could just be me. I get it. I get yeah. it. So inside the police station, Mooney is rounded up a couple of college students who he says were drinking in the park, but then they say that they were just walking through the park on their way to their dorm with a bottle of wine, and that they weren't doing anything wrong. Mooney apparently... <laughs> sees otherwise he just hates youth yeah Yeah. people he just hates people because he grabs this dude and fucking throws him up against the wall i was like this is the most unprofessional (laughs) shit it really is uh officer dave hansen who's mooney's colleague played by john allen nelson steps in to break things up but then mooney gets all homophobic and he's like yes why do you care you got a thing for these guys and it's like holy shit (laughs) which is such a horrible reaction to hey you can't be hitting these kids yeah Yeah. just a dick (laughs) it was very odd police brutality is bad what are you in love with yeah Yeah. it's like what (laughs) you're gonna marry him chill out So Mooney is still talking shit and Dave tries to stop him. But then Mooney just starts listing all the laws that he says that these guys have broken. And Dave is like, look, whatever you think they did, you're not going to bring people into the station and just start (laughs) whooping their asses. And basically he says, if you keep doing this, you're out of here. And it makes me laugh. It made me laugh because he's like, look, I know you got a problem with my training. It's like, (laughs) what training? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't get that at all. But Mooney is like, whatever, and he just takes the kids to their cell. We then see Mike and Debbie driving in the direction of where they think they saw the comet land. They come up on a fence, and they realize that it's on foot from here. (laughs) Then they crack a few jokes that probably wouldn't fly today. (laughs) (laughs) At all. And they both play a part. different time. Couldn't be today. Not at all. 1988. So (laughs) they continue on foot, and they eventually come upon a circus tent. And they're confused because Debbie is like, this doesn't feel right. Right. No, and she's yeah. 100% yeah. right. I also like that she is, A, that she was the one that kind of wanted to go on an adventure mm-hmm. and look after yeah, yeah. whatever fell. Right. And B, that she's smart. Yes. Because like, I... she's like, this shit ain't right. And it's not. Like, no. it's clearly no, it... not right. There's a lot of moments that I'm like, man, she should have been the protagonist. Yeah. Because... Mike's kind of an idiot. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I don't know if that was just a thing to have your 80s, you know, everyman idiot protagonist kind of a thing. Because, I mean, he fits that 2AT. I just appreciated, and I've talked about before, like a lot of women characters, especially around this time, Mm -hmm. get really kind of pigeonholed into a few pieces. Like they're either the no good time kind of like she would be like, let's not adventure, you know. Or she's catatonic because she's scared. Uh. (laughs) Or... (laughs) 
I just appreciated no, her yeah, having a brain I, and wanting to go and have some fun. Like it's like no, I she agree. Was, I'm know, glad that she wasn't just scared, stupid, or yeah. Just, mm-hmm. I don't you know, want to yeah. go look at. Like it was no. just it was cool and to see. Even right now, when she doesn't want to go forward, she has a good reason. There's a legitimate reason. Yeah. The reason isn't I am anti fun. Yeah. No. <laughs> the reason is it's a fucking circus tent <laughs> yeah, it's in, in the, the woods. Middle of the woods. So her and Mike kind of disagree and he eventually convinces her to head inside the circus tent. And the tent's actually open, so they do head inside. Yeah. Debbie's basically, like we said, the only one thinking straight and clearly from here. Yeah. <laughs> like, And she doesn't want to be in there, but Mike keeps joking around and they eventually get deeper and deeper into the tent. And I think it looks good. The set design is pretty... The set design is really yeah. cool. I will agree. It honestly fits with exactly what you would think a <laughs> clown spaceship... Whatever yeah, the hell whatever, that is, whatever, it's this. Yeah. Like, it's good. So at the end of the hallway, they see three doors that kind of look like elevators. And so they press a button on the elevator in the center and they're seemingly sucked inside of it. Mm -hmm. And so they step out of the elevator and they see that they're kind of on a ledge. And the tent was deceptive because holy shit, this this place is massive. And under the ledge is this huge chasm. It almost reminds me, I'm not a big Star Wars fan, but you see the scenes in Star Wars where you can look down and you're like, oh, that just, you fall just keeps going. enough yeah. to die like seven times. Yeah. Like, it's huge. And so across the way, they kind of see this big electrical ball that looks like something you could buy at Spencer's. Yes. <laughs> and it shoots off this electricity. And so they get frightened and they kind of realize hey, maybe the circus isn't in town. Yeah. No. <laughs> Actually. We have been deceived. Exactly. There was no ticket booth. There was no. <laughs> so they <laughs> jump back into the elevator and they return to the hallway that they were in before. So Debbie very quickly puts two and two together and she's like, hey. This circus tent is a spaceship, basically, yeah. <laughs> and it's the shooting star that we were looking for. We are we're inside in of it, it right yeah. now. Just as she shares that with Mike, who kind of seems, eh, whatever, Debbie. Yeah. Yeah. What else could it be, dude? <laughs> after what you just saw, yeah. whatever. And I would not be willing to go into any more doors yeah. after that. No, I'm just going to throw that out no, there. I, I wouldn't have went that far either. No. Absolutely not. So they hear footsteps and they see shadows coming towards them. And so they hop into another one of the elevator doors, which takes them into another large room. It has what looks like large pink pods, laboratory equipment, and is complete with creeping fog on the ground. Of course. Your stereotypical science fiction <laughs> right. movie atmosphere. Mike assumes that it's a cotton candy factory because, again, he's not the brightest. He's an idiot. He, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I was trying to be kind. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, she's basically like, what the fuck are you talking about? At this point, I'm Debbie. If we make it out of here... I'm breaking up with this. <laughs> this is it. This is the we're, we're not, watching the uh, end of a relationship. Yes. This was your test, and you and failed it. Yeah, you have failed Absolutely. and failed and failed. What made me laugh is that he says it's a cotton candy factory, and she's like, "No, it's not." She's like, "Have you ever seen anything like this before?" He goes, "No." Yeah, he does. <laughs> so, he does. He's like, "That's just uh, yeah, you're right." <laughs> so Debbie again is the only one thinking logically. She's like, "Look." I don't believe in UFOs, but if they're real, pretty sure we're inside one right now. Yeah. And Mike's like, eh, I don't think so. And so he grabs what he thinks is a piece of cotton candy, but the piece he rips off reveals the bloody face of Farmer Gene. And they both realize that, yeah, we're in yeah. danger. Mm-hmm. And so the elevator door opens and one of the clowns comes in holding another cotton candy pod to hang up. 
Mike and Debbie hide as he's doing this, and then the clown goes over to a panel and starts messing around with some levers. Very quickly, I would just like to say these cotton candy pods, clearly a reference to Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Right. Kind of paying tribute. Definitely. So Mike, I guess, spots a friend of his, and he just goes, Joe Lombardo! Yeah. (laughs) Because <laughs> he sees a face in one of the cotton candy pods, yeah. another one. And I have more to say about that in another about Joe? scene. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know if he drops something or if <laughs> I, I was the not clown... clear on that either. Yeah, something I falls. To I the don't ground. exactly. Something falls to the ground and it alerts the clown that they're there. And so Mike and Debbie run for the elevator, but the clown is on their tail and he grabs a gun. Well, it's not like a pistol. He's not like, I'm going to fucking... No, it's it's like a... It's a space gun. I don't know. Right. It's a blaster. A ray gun. A ray right. gun. There we go. That's what they call it. So they run through the halls and out of the tent as he's firing the gun. And apparently the gun is filled with popcorn. I was like, you're shooting popcorn at me? Right. These are your don't, weapons? Don't, yeah, right. don't threaten me with yeah, a good time. Let me turn around. Yeah, <laughs> Just start eating it. So they're covered in the popcorn and they decide to run away once they get out of the tent. They're not waiting around to ask questions. Well, Mike might have. Yeah. True. <laughs> Excuse me, why popcorn? No, that, actually, no. Debbie does say, factory? why popcorn? And he goes, because they're clowns. Yeah. Which yeah. is like, okay, <laughs> cool. Anyways, two clowns pop out of the tent, and they're speaking some weird alien language, and I guess kind of surveying the area to see which way they went. But one of them starts twisting a balloon into the shape of a dog, and the balloon magically takes on the qualities of a dog in like the canine unit. I thought that was hilarious. God, I love the balloon animals. That I liked. Great. I liked the way that the dog moved. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> like I don't know if to call, what to call that puppetry or what. I, but I it did was like a, that. It was a balloon. Like it was a legit, a balloon. legitimate yeah. balloon. Yeah, it kept popping, and they kept having to redo the scene. And I think they ended up spraying it with, I want to say, latex. I think that's what, yeah, and it ended up it working. That is hilarious. Because then moving it along the ground, it of just course. kept popping. Well, those balloons, not I've never been in a clown or clowning, but <laughs> those balloons, from what I understand, are very thin. Yeah, yeah. Because well, so, you got to stretch them. Exactly, and, yeah. they're the best and worst balloons. Yeah, you could do this with. But the dog, the dog, I don't know what else to call it. <laughs> He's, he catches the scent of Mike and Debbie and he starts, you know, leading the clowns in their direction. So they run that way. And Mike and Debbie finally reach their car. And then the clowns are on their tail. But they run over the clowns and the balloon. Yeah. In the process of getting away. Yeah. You think one of the clowns might be dead. And then he sits up like the undertaker. <laughs> and you're like, oh, no, they're both. Yeah. They're both good. They're just fine. Exactly. So Debbie's like, look, we need to tell the police. And Mike's saying, look, they're not going to believe you. I wouldn't even believe us yeah, if it was no. me. And no. honestly, I wouldn't either. No. <laughs> Period. Debbie's like, no, I have a friend there who might believe us if we go there. And so that's where they're headed. We then see a clown headed toward the town. But then he turns around and he says something unintelligible. And after he does, we realize that he's not alone. No, no. He's got a whole yep. army. A of whole crew decided are to exactly. It, yeah. I did notice that there's a sign to the left that says Crescent Cove, five miles. But the way it's written, five miles looks like smiles. And <sighs> fair play to them. No, that's That's great. pretty good. I dig it. Also, the music mm-hmm. is going at this point. Oh, yeah. It, no. It's just the music, so good. The music in this movie is real good. But Mike and Debbie loudly pull into the police station. (laughs) 
and Dave comes out just in time to see them hit one of the police cruisers as they park. Yeah. But Debbie and Mike rush out, and she rushes over to Dave and tells him what they saw in the woods. They're like, look, they don't say his name, but they're like, Farmer Jean's dead. Yeah. Joe Lombardo's dead. And oddly, Dave doesn't really bat an eye when he hears the phrase cotton candy cocoon. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, oh, yeah, we get that all the time. That sounds right. Um, Again, It's Friday night. Yeah. So basically, he's kind of just like, help me understand, which is good on him. Yeah. Because right. I know I would. Better than uh, Mooney. <laughs> no. Good Lord. <laughs> no joke. I would just think that Debbie was like, her and Mike went to the woods. They tripped out on some psychedelics. So <laughs> and now they got to come down. But he pays attention. We then see a clown slowly creeping its way through the town. He stops outside of a drugstore that has an animatronic gorilla. And once he hears the sound of people approaching, he drops a case that he was holding, mm-hmm. and then he starts imitating the gorilla. He's, so a, he's a quick mimic. Right, he yeah. is. <laughs> they pass by, and they're like, oh, you know, it's just another animatronic. And then <laughs> the clown doesn't, but he's like, whew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... Back at the police station, Dave sits Mike and Debbie down to explain the entire story. And Debbie tells him everything again, but I guess a little more coherently and not as frantic as when they were outside. Yeah. So Mooney walks in and he's like, hmm, killer clowns from outer space. Roll credits. Yeah, Yeah, basically. I'd be like, can we talk? fucking after his shift yeah, yeah can like, we go somewhere else because he's not gonna give no. them the time of day no, at he's all. just a dick man. absolutely i also read that the title was just gonna be killer clowns but then they changed it to killer clowns from outer space because they didn't want people to think it was a slasher film oh that makes sense so i'm like fair play no, that, that makes, makes sense, sense. Yeah. so and again you're getting you know exactly, exactly what you're up for yes where are they from no. yeah. <laughs> right. who so, are they and where are they from <laughs> And he obviously, Mooney doesn't believe anything. And he says that, first of all, he says, I was just over there and I didn't see anything. When was he over there? Yeah. He was you never the in the woods. Place. Yeah. yeah. You were drinking coffee and eating, bur- like, come on. Yeah. So long story short, Dave is basically willing to investigate. And Mooney's like, hey, you want to look like a dumbass in front of everyone, including the chief on Monday when you write the report? Be my guest. And it's odd because he assumes that somehow Mike and the Terenzi brothers from before are putting together yeah. an elaborate prank yeah. and that it's all going to come out in the wash. It's like, do you do you remember when you lost your passion for this work? Yeah, no yeah. Because good Lord, no, he calls it. her a tramp. Yeah, yeah he does. Like, just... It's so, he goes so left. Like, I don't know no that it was just coffee in that cup. Yeah. <laughs> But it's also made clear without explicitly saying so that either Dave used to date Debbie or he's crushing on Debbie because he's clearly jealous of whatever she has going on with Mike. Yeah. And it's made even more apparent when they get out to the cruiser to go investigate. Debbie sits in the passenger seat and he goes, you in the back to Mike. All right. Yeah. Jeez, man. So we then see some guy approaching a gazebo where a puppet show is going on. And he looks clearly entertained. Again, I'm sorry, but if I were to see this happening, I'd be like, nope. Like, I don't care. (laughs) He was like, ooh, Uh, a saucy puppet show. (laughs) Yeah. It's, I guess, a man puppet and a woman puppet. And they're like bickering over something. And then the woman puppet suddenly has a ray gun and shoots the man puppet. And the man puppet disappears. Doesn't get the applause it deserves. (laughs) (laughs) But the guy realizes too late that the puppet show is just a ruse 
and a giant clown lurches up from the stand and zaps the guy with a ray gun and it turns him into a cotton candy cocoon. Yeah. But I mean, they know how to entertain. Yeah. Like, yeah. you got to at least give them that. I, I would have watched, but from a distance, maybe not <laughs> that close. He was all up on it. Yeah, maybe not that close. The clowns are having fun. They are. They're enjoying this. So back at the drugstore, the clown that was imitating the gorilla has apparently already at this point made his way inside. Yeah. And he's turned the patrons into cotton candy cocoons. And now he's just fucking up the place. Yes. Like he's just ransacking. Yeah, knocking like he's stuff looking off for the something shelf. or something. Yeah. I don't know what he's... Yeah, you're like, well, is there... Did they come here for medicine? Yeah. yeah. What do you Like, need? I don't know what happened, but the pharmacist oddly has not been turned into a cocoon. He's just watching. He's just watching like, and horrified. he's kind of freaking out. Well, he he's like, I just faced in front of those shelves. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But for some reason, the pharmacist is saying a lot of stuff and his mouth is not saying any of it. Yeah. <laughs> That happens a lot in this movie. It does. So back in the cruiser, Dave is certainly finally revealed he is Debbie's ex-boyfriend. Yes. And he kind of gives her an ultimatum that's kind of dog shit. He gives her two choices. He's like, look, either I take you home while me and Mike go and investigate, or basically he's going to put her in a cell yeah. to chill out for the night. Which is bullshit. Yeah. And I was like, oh, so I guess Dave's also... I know. I was like, I thought you were the good cop. Yeah. A secret asshole. <laughs> yeah. You know? So I, I did want to ask, what is the age difference here? Like I, I thought they were, I thought they were supposed to be high school kids. I think or, college. I thought college. Col- okay, call that yeah. would make more sense. Okay, because so, I just remember them saying school. Yeah, and I was like, uh, well, you're not. Yeah, but I feel like during that whole back and forth, if I'm Mike, I'd be like, I'm right yeah. here. Well, Mike was just back there reacting. He's yeah. like, ooh, damn. Yeah, like, he was. just kind of living the moment without getting involved. The eating yeah. the popcorn off exactly. his glasses. Exactly. Yeah, he's like, oh, this shit's sure. not bad. <laughs> Is that honey butter? No. Uh, So (laughs) we then see the clowns continuing to wreak havoc across the town, and they're just turning people into cotton candy. In one instance, they pose as pizza delivery men, and then in another, they're delivering a heart-shaped box of candy. Which they have quickly learned that the way to gain human trust is through pizza and chocolate. Which which is accurate. (laughs) Kudos, They are quick studies. They are. I will say, again... This isn't the kind of film that you break down, but not to break it down. But the girl at the pizza delivery one, she has not ordered a pizza, yet they deliver the pizza. She's totally okay with accepting the pizza from three horrific (laughs) clowns. And... Again, like I said before, if they looked like actual clowns, it might be easier to swallow. And it would be easier to swallow if maybe it was demonstrated that it was around Halloween time. I, I had that exact same thought uh, that it should have this should have taken place around I Halloween. Because I feel like a lot of movies under the guise of Halloween, it's like, okay, Brad, no, stop. Yeah, you can get away yeah, with like, a lot of stuff. You can get away with uh, a lot. You can the suspend pranks, a lot of disbelief. And then especially stuff that we see later with Mooney. It would make a lot more yeah. sense. But the other thing, though, is that the woman accepting the heart-shaped box of chocolates, you're like, oh, so is it Valentine's yeah. Day? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I know I'm reading too much into it. The movie does not need to be read into, but I was like, no. what, what is happening? In fact, it's best if you don't. It really yeah. is. Do it. They're There's just a- going around killing people. <laughs> <laughs> it just- like, it is killer clowns yeah, right? from outer space. <laughs> they're right? killing people. So, anyway, Dave drops Debbie off at her house. I guess she chose that. I would, too. Right. And she gets out of the car and she opens the door for Mike so they can talk really quick. She basically tells him not to worry about Dave and honestly to worry more about the clowns, which is wise. Fair. Uh, 
And Keep your eyes on the prize, Mike. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're getting distracted. <laughs> so she tells them that once they leave, she's going to follow them. And Mike's like, no, you stay here and then I'll come back later to check on you. And so they kiss and Dave looks on <laughs> very <Yeah>. disapprovingly. <laughs> and... Even though Debbie is gone, he makes Mike sit in the back (laughs) again. And then he speeds off before Mike even has the door closed. It's like, Uh, you suck. He's just a creep. He's He's like, like, damn, you guys aren't even dating. No. No. It's like, maybe he'll die. Like Maybe his leg's out. I don't know. So more clowns have now descended upon the drugstore, and they're causing all kinds of trouble, and the pharmacist is just looking on in horror. I was going to say, why hasn't this pharmacist run away? Or been turned into cotton candy. True. I, I don't know. <laughs> don't dig. At, no. Don't dig deep. At this point, he should be looking. He should be a bag of cotton candy looking worried <laughs> on the inside. Like, instead, he's still watching all this stuff happen, but whatever. So, back to the important stuff, I guess. Dave and Mike have made it to where the tent was, only now it's gone. All that's left is a giant hole. And Mike's like, look, I'm telling you, it was right here. <laughs> Dave goes, so you're saying that the hole is where the tent was. Is that what you're saying? You're saying that the tent is where the hole is right now. I'm like, yeah. Yes. That's 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 what he's saying. Even if the tent's gone, there's a big ass hole right there. Is that not evidence enough (laughs) for at least something? Has that always been there? Believe part of him. He's like, oh, that's the hole that, you know, (laughs) that Farmer Gene blew last year. No. no. It's like, just at least believe part of what he's saying, but he doesn't. And they argue over the fact that also Mike said that there were dead bodies there, Joe Lombardo and fucking the farmer, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so he's like, I'm going to take. He arrests Mike. I was like, is this Yeah, I didn't understand that either. Yeah. And then the worst part of it is that Mike goes, well, Debbie saw it too while he's being arrested. So is he trying to be like, so (laughs) you better go go and also arrest her? It's like, is every every guy All these dudes Uh, suck. Yeah. So dick move. How come Debbie gets to be free? Yeah, she gets to chill at home in her dorm. (laughs) Right. But in the next scene- a clown runs afoul of a motorcycle gang. <laughs> he just rolls up on a tricycle, and one of the members of the MC is like, hey, can I ride your bike? And the clown says no. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, mm, no, right. we're not going to be doing that. It's a very expensive <laughs> bike. <laughs> so the guy in the motorcycle gang proceeds to smash the bike to pieces. Yeah. So I'm like, at this point, you deserve whatever's coming at you. Why would you do this? He earned it. And the the clown is so tiny. Like, if you think this is someone dressed up, this could be a kid. Right. Yeah. So, and also, why are you wanting to ride the bike anyway? <laughs> just a bike. There There's was, a lot yeah. of questions. Again, it's much like the net. There was nothing special about this bike. <laughs> it's just a kid's bike. But the clown... I guess disappears for a moment and then <laughs> the clown goes and gloves up. That, he does. Well, he's well, he like, smashes oh. his bike. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then he's like, oh, really? Well, yeah. <laughs> let's see. Yeah. So he does. He puts on boxing gloves and then the motorcycle guy is like, what are you going to do? Knock my block off? And he fucking yes. does. <laughs> he, <laughs> yes, I am. He punches his head clean off his body and it lands in a trash can. <laughs> And the MC scatters. <laughs> They're like, oh shit. Understandably. Not have broken the he was bike. so proud of his little bike. He was. Guys yeah. didn't have to do that. That wasn't fair. Yeah. So, I was watching a little behind the scenes thing somewhere on YouTube. Uh-huh. And they showed them throwing the head in the trash, I don't even know, 15, yeah. 20 times just get it to land yeah, to look right. To get it right. Yeah. And I mean, the head looks pretty good. It does. There's some meatiness at yeah. the bottom. 
which is, you know, what you'd like to see in a decapitation, of I guess. Of course. But again, this is PG-13, and so that was a little surprising. That's true. I didn't even think about yeah. that. I mean, we'll talk more later on, because there's some stuff that I think... There's some tone things in this film that I think if they would have capitalized on them, it would have made it better. But again, we'll talk more. Okay. So I think the thing that I was wondering about this scene was, again, why is nobody shocked at the appearance of these clowns? <laughs> Everybody just takes it on face value. Nobody's disgusted. If I saw one of these things out in the wild, I would run. I would run away. Nobody yeah, just no, yeah. <laughs> no, nobody was like, ew. Like, I would get out of there. Even if it was a kid in a costume, like, that costume is gross. <laughs> I'm leaving. Stop doing that. I'm leaving. Yeah. Somebody ground that child. (laughs) I mean, throw them on the ground. (laughs) No. Physically ground them. Uh, And again, this is the other thing is that the motivation of these clowns, I thought they were turning them into cotton candy pods, but now they're just straight up merkin fools. Well, that was personal, I think. (laughs) It was personal. The clowns got a vendetta. (laughs) That was personal. I know, but still. You're telling now the clown has feelings and shit. They've been laughing. Yeah. <laughs> so they can feel right, joy. They're talking to each other. That's fair. Least. They have their own language there. Yeah. Give mean, them who, a little credit. Who knows what their home planet's about? I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Anyways, in the next scene, we see a family eating at, I believe, the Big Top Burger restaurant. And all of their Coca-Cola cups are conveniently facing the camera. Yeah. I think they might have gotten some <laughs> kickbacks there. Right. but. A kid is being scolded, but then she turns her head and sees a clown outside, and she starts playing peekaboo with it. Her mom is so distracted that the kid just walks away from the table without her even noticing, even though she was just scolding her. But the clown starts beckoning to her to come outside, and so she gets up and starts walking towards the door, but we see that the clown has a mallet behind his back. A big-ass mallet. And we've seen they will knock your block off. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's been established. And so the kid starts going outside. She pushes the door open, and then her mom finally snaps into action. She's like, finish your food. Yeah, but she says something like, you can't, you're not going anywhere until you finish your food. Yeah. So if she had finished her food, it's fine that she's wandering off without any supervision. (laughs) Again, the 80s. Right. (laughs) I will say, I guess. Don't run in the streets until you finish your food, Susie. The positive thing is that hands-on parenting saved this kid's life. So if there's yep. anything that we can take away from this film, it's pay attention to your children. Right? Especially when you're in public. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So on their way back to the station, Dave sees several abandoned cars over, I guess, the Lover's Lane area yeah. from earlier. They're all covered in <laughs> cotton candy. So again... Yeah. This is another thing that's starting to lend a little bit of credence to... To their story. Yes. Dave opens up one of the car doors, and he finds a broken pair of glasses amongst all the cotton candy. So he heads back to the cruiser, and he lets Mike out of the car, and he takes the handcuffs off of him, because he's like, all right, maybe this is starting to make sense. So he shows Mike the glasses, and he's like, that's what I was telling you about. But Mike's like, you know, those are Bob McReed's glasses. He's like, they got him. He's dead. Country Mac is gone. Yeah. <laughs> <And that's, laughs> he, he loses it. But then the scene just cuts there. After yeah. he's like, oh, he's dead. And see. Yeah. Very concerned. Very. I wonder if that was um, Titus's glasses. I think it was. I think he was because he was wearing those big. And oh, they yeah. said that his scenes had gotten cut. So maybe we got to know him a little bit more before he got got. Yeah. Maybe yeah. learned his name. That yeah. Would, yeah. 
But yeah, we didn't see anything of his. Again, a lot of people are dying off screen. Yeah. And if you're going to establish them, at least let us see what happens to him. Because yeah. he had he, was, he had the beer. Yeah. Mooney hates him. We got yeah. some character development here. But back at the police station, speaking of Mooney, he's enjoying a magazine. And I say enjoying, but as you look, it just looks like it's ads for purchasing guns. But he was literally <laughs> laughing at the magazine. So he's insane. He's just insane. So... He gets a phone call about clowns destroying property, but he blows it off. And then he starts monologuing about how much rich kids suck, which is like, honestly, the most relatable he's been <laughs> on <all> film. <laughs> I'm like, go on, yeah. continue. But the phone rings again. And this time it's the pharmacist from the drugstore. And it's another call about clowns, obviously. But then he's he hears... The phone ring. How many phones does he have at this? <laughs> yeah. A lot. I mean, and where's the nine one one operator? He's just handling everything. Yeah. Where? <laughs> I don't know what's going on. But he gets another call on another phone. He answers that one, and again, it's about clowns. And he just like basically says it's bullshit and hangs up on them. So it's easier for him to conclude that the entire town, yes, is playing a prank on yep. him mm-hmm. than to admit that maybe something right. weird, maybe something's going on, maybe even some guys in clown outfits are fucking with people. Like Which, it's, yeah, it doesn't have to. Be, nobody is. Somebody said something about outer space earlier, <laughs> but maybe that's the part that's wrong. Maybe everything yeah. else is totally yeah. fine. <laughs> No, I it's mean, easier to admit that the whole town right. is... Everybody's playing a prank on me. Yes. Yeah. Remember a few years ago whenever yes. clowns were just descending on towns? Yes. And it kind of became the worst meme of all time? Yeah. <laughs> like, maybe it's that. Well, I mean, he, is, he doesn't know anything about that. He doesn't <laughs> no, even know what yeah. a meme is. Remember like, Mooney in 2016? Yeah. Right. He's like, from the future. No. <laughs> uh, but he goes back to the phone call with the pharmacist, and now the pharmacist is just screaming. And Mooney still thinks that it's the Terenzi brothers, and he's literally like, like "Damn, that dude can act." No. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's Meryl Streep on that. He's like, "It's obviously the Terenzi brothers," he says, and he's like, "To hell with all of them," because he thinks that again, the entire town yes. yeah. is playing a prank on him instead of just maybe believing something a little more logical. Right. So in the next scene, we see a car speeding down the highway, only for a clown on an invisible bike to crash into the side of the car which eventually sends the car off of a cliff to a fiery death. I will say, when he's screaming in the car, <laughs> he's telling himself, he's like, get going, but his mouth clearly says, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the scene that I had wanted to elaborate on. Hmm. First, I thought it was interesting that they made the appearance of the invisible car mm-hmm. by, they had like a piece of metal hooking the person in the suit to the moving car. Yeah. So he was like connected to the car that way and kind of having to hold himself that's crazy yeah when, and probably very dangerous yeah yeah when they find when he screams out that he found joe lombardo <laughs> in the cotton the candy thing. yeah that was supposed to be joe lombardo this was supposed to be the opening scene of the film the guy in the car the guy in the car what the hell? he was supposed to be making out with his girlfriend or whatever and she's like kind of like that's enough he gets pissed off and drives away and as he's driving away all pissy he encounters the clown and then mike finds him in the cotton candy later this was supposed to be the opening for the whole film wait so that's a little confusing because then would it have later been the farmer discovering the clown tent in the thing after that i guess that would have felt really maybe that's why they were like "Eh, maybe not but it's just interesting that this dude that we've never seen or anything had his own little story and and backstory (laughs) they're like no it's not gonna work 
And now he doesn't even have a name because Joe no. Lombardo's dead. He, <laughs> yeah, he is inside the ship. He's been cotton candied. But back at Debbie's house, she's going to get in the shower and we see, I guess she still had some popcorn on her because she shook it off and it's on the floor now, but it starts to move on its own. We then see back at the hamburger store, (laughs) a clown, a clown from earlier that was trying to entice the kid outside. He's put a bunch of popcorn into a dumpster outside of the restaurant. Yeah. And an employee throws some trash away only to hear some squeaking noises coming from the dumpster. And then curiosity starts getting his cat and he opens it up only to be dragged inside screaming. We don't see what does it though. No, which really confused me because at this point I thought that they were using the popcorn as kind of like a tracking device. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So now, now I'm like, what? Not so yeah. much. <laughs> I, yeah. 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 No, I, I thought the same thing too, because it seemed like it was falling off of them. Yes. And I was like, okay, they're going to track them like yes. that. Mm-hmm. But no. no. Well, honestly, it's it would have had to have been more because him shooting a gun of popcorn is not an effective weapon, as we've discussed. Right. <laughs> it's, it's delicious. It's not right. going <laughs> to stop anyone. If anything, they're going to come back with a bucket yes (laughs) and some butter exactly so we then get a shot of debbie's laundry hamper moving on its own so basically they're setting up look if she reaches inside it's gonna be the same thing right yeah that's what's going on in here back in the cruiser dave is talking about getting the cotton candy tested not for stds or anything but (laughs) (laughs) just to find out what it even is and he then apologizes to mike and says that having debbie involved in this whole situation it's kind of just complicated things and made yeah, it a little now weird. That, now that she's gone, he can act like a human again. Right. He does throw some shade, though, because he's like, look, it's not you. It's me. It's obvious she goes for laughs and not for, you know, stability. Yeah. It's like, oh, so now you're still yeah, an asshole. No, you're- <laughs> yeah. But Mike is an idiot. It's yeah. like, yeah, to be fair. Uh, for laughs. Right. <laughs> hey, different things, different strokes. Right. You know, I don't know. But we then see a clown doing some shadow tricks. He is killing it. No, what he's able to do with six fingers yeah. <laughs> is pretty impressive. But Dave and Mike drive by in the cruiser and they see the clown. And Mike's like, get out there and shoot it. Yeah. <laughs> Which honestly, uh, right. yeah, yeah, please do. But Dave stops and he's like, no, let's check it out. Like, he wants to see the tricks. He's like, do you see the shit he's doing with those six fingers? He's like, what else could he make? (laughs) Starts yelling out suggestion, like, whose line is it anyway? (laughs) So, finally, the last trick is the clown makes a shadow dinosaur and it eats all the people. Which looks pretty cool. It's not bad. Yeah. It's not bad, the effects. And Mike, I guess Dave starts driving and Mike like whips the steering wheel into yeah. the clown. <laughs> but the clown jumps out of the way before it can Too hit him. Too fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. And I laughed because when they watch the shadow eat the people, Mike just goes, holy shit. Yeah, he's <laughs> no, like he surprised. Does. He's like, what the fuck? Very realistic. I mean, yeah. I, I would say the yeah. exact same thing. Finally, someone's afraid of these clowns, is all I'm saying. But also, the people waiting for the bus are just like, oh, hey, this is, yeah, this is entertaining. They don't, they aren't like, this is the weirdest fucking clown I've ever seen. (laughs) How is he doing this? Yeah, and if it wasn't a clown that looked like that, and it's just a regular clown, I would still be frightened. It's still scary. But they just take it on the chin. But thankfully, at this point, Dave realizes that Mike is not full of shit. And so, he calls it into Mooney. Mooney still thinks... 
that it's a huge, elaborate ruse. First of all, how self-centered are you? Because he says that it is to force me out of my job, basically. And then he handles it like a radio transmission, and he goes, fuck you, over. Over. Yeah. (laughs) That was funny. Which is pretty good. Come on. But Dave realizes he's not going to get any help from Mooney. And he says they need to get back to the station in order to get through to the state police. Mike actually sees the Terenzi brothers in their truck. I guess it's like rolling down the street. They're just a couple of fuck ups, yes, honestly. Yeah, they're <laughs> they're bad, but they're trying to get into it. And so they're basically like, all right, so you get to the police station. You get in contact with the state police. I'm going to go get in contact with the Terenzi brothers. Maybe I can use their loudspeaker to kind of warn everybody yeah. in town about these clowns and break. And yeah. so they split up. Mike heads over to the Terenzi brothers and he explains everything to them, but they're like, look, we've got ice cream to sell, so it's got to weigh priorities here. I'd really like to want to help you, but... but... Uh, and they don't believe him no. at all. So Mike explains everything to them and he's like, look, at least help me go check on Debbie at her dorm. And he convinces them by telling them that Debbie has two big-breasted roommates who love ice cream. (laughs) And oddly, it wasn't about the boobs. It was about them loving ice cream. They're they're like, like, all right, we'll we'll go. We're in. So at the station, Mooney is just smoking a cigar while the phones are ringing off the hook. He then hears a door open and a large clown walks in. And he just laughs it off because he thinks it's still part of the prank. The clown is like eight feet tall. No, he's Can we, huge. I mean, no, he's pretty big. Whether or not it's a prank, this is still yeah, not good. So the clown offers him some flowers, but they spray him in the face with some seltzer water. You know, clown shit. Yeah. <laughs> they love that stuff. But Mooney's like, I should shoot you right now. I'm like, even if it was just water. Like, I know yeah. what this clown's capable of, but Damn. you don't. And so you got a little wet in the face and you're like, I'm going to murder I'm you. I'm going to yeah. kill you. Yeah. So... He tells him to turn around, which the clown does, and he handcuffs the clown. Yeah. Which I was like, why is the clown (laughs) taking part in this? Yeah. He's like, "Mm, I'll let him think he has the upper hand for a little while. But he tries to lead the clown down to the cell, but his hands come off with the cuffs. Well, that's the cuffs. <laughs> and the clown just keeps it moving. Yeah, yeah. he doesn't stop. Care. He's in like, hey, isn't that... Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah no. Right. That's funny, right? <laughs> <laughs> but he makes his way down to the cells himself and he stares at the college students in the cell that Mooney arrested earlier. And then Mooney tells him to put his hands up, which he does, and the new hands sprout out from his stumps. <laughs> and so he opens the cell and tells the clown to get inside. Again, not at no point is he like, uh, again, what this guy's eight feet tall. His mask or whatever the fuck it is, is disgusting. It's, it's, it's horrifying and gross. And better than anything you can find at a regular Halloween yeah. store. Same party city. No, still asking no questions, but not concerned at all. The clown gets inside the cell and then he pulls out one of those, I guess, like blowout, you know, party favors and he blows on it and it turns into a hand and it grabs Mooney by the throat. It's clever. It's not bad. I'm really a big fan of all the clown I, yeah. shenanigans being used it. in an aggressive way yeah. or in a, it, I, it's just clever. But it's he slams Mooney's head into the bars. He had it coming. Yeah. And then the guys in the cell turn to the clown and they're like, what are you in for? <laughs> I mean, what else can you say? I guess, you know, try to make friends with it. Nope. Doesn't work. So back in Debbie's house, she's just getting out of the shower and her hamper starts to move even more. 
We then see Dave arriving at the police station and all the lights are out. The phones are all still ringing though, and so he answers him, and all he hears is screaming on the other end, so he hangs up. <laughs> I thought it was odd. He didn't really try to figure out why they're screaming. Are you okay? What's going like, on? I don't, I don't have time. He's gone to the Mooney school yeah. answering phones. But he grabs his flashlight and he follows a large trail of clown footprints. I don't know what else to call it. Yeah, no, that's, that's what they what are. It right. But as soon as you saw them, when you'd be like, fuck this. Yeah, no, I already no know. Yeah. It's not, he's not Mooney. No, he knows you know the clown what business these is real. Are doing. But he goes into the holding cells, and in there, there's clown footprints on the walls. And so the music is very eerie at this point. It's a much more serious tone yeah. than a lot of the stuff that we've been hearing throughout the film. This whole scene, honestly. Is very serious. Yeah. And we'll talk about it in a second because I have something to say. But he looks into the cell and he sees two cotton candy pods. Of course. And when he goes inside, he moves some of the cotton candy and he sees the bloodied face of one of the college students. Right. Yeah. Then... From above, a second pod, a bloody arm falls through it, and assuming it's the second right. college student. So that's what he was in for. Yeah. <laughs> um, he goes back into the room that he was in previous, and he sees a clown sitting behind the desk with all the phones. Mooney is on his lap, his corpse. Yeah. And... Honestly, this is my favorite scene in the whole movie. I, I agree with you. The clown is using Mooney's corpse as a ventriloquist dummy. He has the like makeup on. Yeah, and there's blood coming out of his mouth that forms the stereotypical the lines. Yeah, yeah, the dummy lines. Yeah. So he's kind of just fucking around with this Mooney dummy. And then through Mooney, he says, Don't worry, Dave. All we want to do is kill you. And I'm like, I like this yeah. a lot. No, it was like for the first time, probably legitimately creepy. Yes. And it added a new layer of how does he know that? Yes, Is exactly. He, did he read Mooney's mind? Is he reading Dave's mind? Is What are their powers? Yeah. It, it kind of added a new layer to the clowns. So he pulls his hand out of Mooney. <laughs> Yeah. And throws Mooney to the floor and then flicks his hand off and it's just covered in blood. Yeah. Yeah. And again, PG-13. Yeah. And I think this is this is where I kind of have my biggest problem with the film is I think that if the clown design was better and the tone of the film was more like this throughout the whole thing, I might have loved this movie, but it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> And I, I still think it's fine. <laughs> but earlier he does too when I when he's bitching and complaining, uh -huh. Mooney, he says when he says you guys aren't gonna make a dummy out of me. He does and he does. they did straight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and they, they did. They certainly did. did. But the clown stands up and he starts advancing on Dave. And so Dave shoots it in the stomach and nothing happens. Then he shoots it in the nose and confetti explodes from it. Then it spins around and a bunch of green light comes out and it explodes completely. Yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, destroy the brain, you know, Night of the Living Dead stuff, but yeah. it's their nose. Aim it's for the nose. Pretty good homage in a, you know, subtle way. No, yeah. yeah. But Dave gets a call on the radio and he explains what's happening and he tells them to send all available units over. And the voice on the other end is kind of not even there. It's just static. And yeah. then he's like. All right, helps on yeah. that. <laughs> he had to think about it. He's like, do we want... Yeah, all right, I we'll guess. solve your little clown problem. 
In the next scene, the ice cream truck is speeding down the road and the brothers still don't believe Mike's story at all. No. But they suddenly screech to a halt when they see what appears to be a clown parade. I don't know what else to... They're out there no, doing yeah. the most. They have floats. They, they're marching alongside of it. And they're also like scooping up pre-made cotton candy pods. Like there's a clown on the second floor of some apartment complex just throwing out pods. It's like, how many people live in that apartment? This is the collection committee. Yes. And they're collecting they're picking it up so a man is hiding under his car and he tries to make a break for it and he gets quickly turned into a cocoon himself because they are ready with those yeah whatever the fuck those laser what do we call them candy yeah ray guns guns. (laughs) i keep forgetting so now that they've literally seen everything that mike was talking about in the span of about 15 seconds it's safe to say that the terenzi brothers believe him yeah. So back at Debbie's place, she's now fully dressed. And when she opens up her hamper, some snake-like monsters with clown heads and sharp teeth start to bite at her. And so she backs up against her medicine cabinet. And then two more of those things pop out from it and bite her shoulders. Both of them. Both shoulders. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so she makes short work of them with some hairspray, I guess. She yeah. like sprays yeah. them in the face. So I guess now at this point, we can deduce that the popcorn is some... Um, infantile state of the killer clowns but like how did it get in the cabinet in the toilet it was on the ground and that's oh maybe they moved they were but i mean but they would have to i guess i was gonna well no because the other clown dumped them in the dumpster like that's what needs to be done like no they need help (laughs) they can't do this on their own and so now the popcorn is able to open up a hamper we're arguing over. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just realized what we're doing, and <laughs> I think we should probably just, Let's just move run on. on. <laughs> They're killer clowns <laughs> from, from outer, outer space. space. So, in the struggle, she knocks the hamper over. And then one monster, another one, pops out of the toilet, but she shoves the shower head into its mouth and turns on the water, which I guess distracts it just enough for her to run out of the bathroom into the front door. Then she hears Mike's voice at the front door and she opens it up, but it's just another clown imitating Mike. So this is where the telepathy for me comes in yeah mm-hmm. because he had to know her name he had to know that she's waiting for someone named mike right and he had to know mike's voice i think this is where i'm confused because i'm like i thought you guys just had ray guns and shit i didn't realize or is it like they've been a quick study this entire time so is it like oh we need to learn how to sound like them we like what i mean and what's the, your motivation maybe. what's the I purpose mean, yeah i mean I, <laughs> again, again. <laughs> <laughs> anyways she shuts the door and then she runs to her window to jump out of it only to see four clowns holding a net waiting to catch her as soon as she jumps. <laughs> well, they were they firemen. They, yeah, yeah, they, they were true, firemen. Yes. <laughs> In their defense. So she backs up, but she backs up into a giant clown who picks her up and throws her onto the couch. Two other clowns flank him on either side <laughs> and he pulls out a ray gun shoots it at her and it traps her inside of a giant yellow ball so like i'm guessing the clown's thinking like okay well normally we turn you into cotton candy yeah. but you're the main character's girlfriend so say, <laughs> we gotta spare you my question is why is she so special there's well, no reason she's not because one of the calls earlier when i can't remember if it was mooney that took it mm-hmm. the lady says on there they carried my husband away in a giant balloon she's in a giant balloon oh. 
So uh, what's the purpose? I don't know, but I did catch it, and then I was like, <laughs> "All right, oh, so, so they did it the before." Right. So she's not special, right? No. Okay. So she got lucky, honestly. I guess. Yeah. So you could have ended up like they've those. Are, well, they've already loaded up all the cotton candy. Yeah, like, so oh, we're, we're gonna say we're so later. good. Yeah. So. Mike and the Terenzi brothers pull up to Debbie's house just in time to see those clowns like attaching that Debbie ball yeah. to the back of their vehicle. The clowns then speed off and then the ice cream truck follows after them. Dave is waiting at a stop sign. Conveniently, he sees both the clown car and the ice cream truck go by. And so he follows them with his sirens blaring. The Terenzi brothers, who don't know that Mike and Dave are in cahoots at all. Yeah see a cop car behind them, and yeah. so they stop abruptly. Yeah. And Dave smashes into the back of the ice cream truck. Mm-hmm. Something a little funny about that chase mm-hmm. is I read that they got no permission to go fast. Like, they, oh. they were not allowed to go fast on that street, so they had to edit it to, like, speed it up and make it and look like... you yeah. can tell. <laughs> no, yeah, you it's can tell. very noticeable. Yeah. And the other thing is that the car crash, every car crash in this movie has yeah. been... An attempt to conserve the integrity of these cars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except the one that fell off the bridge. Yeah. But yeah. when he crashes into the back of the truck, you see him slow down and not hit the truck at all. And yeah. then go, oh! Yeah, oh, no! And like shake as if it all went crumbling down. <laughs> but Mike gets out of the ice cream truck and tells Dave that they got Debbie. Yeah. And so Dave gets into the truck with him and they all head after the clowns together. We then see a shot of the pier... And from a distance, this is what I thought initially. I'm like, oh, shit, the clowns have set up an entire circus. Like, I was like, yeah. this is going to be like a clown killer clown from outer space colony yeah. that yeah. they're building. But it turns out that Crescent Cove already has its own amusement park. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, there's nothing <laughs> supernatural or special going on. The clowns are just kind of setting up shop there, like a base of operations. Yeah. Which makes sense. I guess. So we then see a security guard patrolling the amusement park, and then he pulls a whole ass PB&J a, out a of his sandwich. jacket pocket. <laughs> yeah. uh, the clowns pull up with the Debbie bubble in tow, ruining this security guard's break. He asks the clowns to leave as they step out of the car doing the old, you know, clown car routine. Yeah. It's a good gag. It's a bunch of clowns coming out of that car. Tiny car. Yeah. <laughs> so suddenly the clowns are all holding pies and the security guard is like, what are you going to do with those pies, boys? Which yeah. maybe but security you is know. not. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and of course the clowns pelt him with the pies, but... There's like hundreds of pies. It started right. with like five. Yeah. And now there's hundreds of them and he's dead. Acid pies. They, yeah, they yeah. melted him. So the clowns make their way into what looks like a fun house, but not before one of the clowns puts a giant cherry on top of the security guard's cream covered corpse. Adorable. Yeah. That's my favorite that was clown. Good. <laughs> the tiny one? Yeah. So the ice cream truck pulls up hot on the tail of the clowns and the four guys get out. They immediately discover the corpse of the security guard and one of the brothers goes, it looks like melted ice cream. (laughs) And then Dave goes, well, it's not. And then we see a skeleton. Yeah, they took it down to a skeleton. Yeah, underneath. And the same brother goes, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Like, damn. But they head inside the funhouse after that. We then get a shot of their alien spaceship tent kind of looming ominously over the fairgrounds, I guess. Yeah. yeah. But this is where I'm a little confused because is this funhouse thing the new entrance to their tent or is it its own thing that they've connected? Because as they make their way through it, 
it becomes their spaceship. Yeah, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I totally forgot that they didn't just walk into their spaceship. No. So I don't know. I think I would like some... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, as they're making their way through wherever they are, (laughs) Dave, Mike, and the Terenzi brothers are kind of debating over what they are, the aliens, the clowns. You know, are they ancient astronauts who came here from before that informed our current idea of what clowns are now? And they've just got a lot of theories. I kind of like that theory, I think. I think it's interesting. it, it makes sense as to why another life form would look like our clowns and do clown shit. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe ancient peoples saw them and they were like, oh, that's actually kind of funny. Let's- <laughs> but <laughs> to carry that on, yeah. like, if they helped build the pyramids, let's say, <laughs> they would have had to draw clown hieroglyphics and then... <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's yeah. just a lot. It's more of an explanation than we get anywhere else. No, that's okay. True. But the brothers are like, hey, maybe they're just cruising through the galaxy <laughs> and they just stop for something to eat. Which is horrifying. Which is the worst. Yeah. Idea. <laughs> They're like, you're not allowed to talk yeah. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you're not helping. No. At this point, I'm kind of like, well, it really doesn't matter. Uh, let's, no. let's, yeah, let's find let's... Debbie and then we'll talk about it. <laughs> then we'll figure out what they are. But they venture further. And again, like I said, it's starting to look more and more like their spaceship. Because they come upon a door that's basically similar to something you would have seen earlier in the film when they were walking through those hallways. Right. But one of the Terenzi brothers notices a button. And being the idiot that he is, he presses it. Why? I don't know. There's tons of... Just can't resist the big red <laughs> button. No, he, he didn't even debate it. He no. thought about it and, like, boom, and just presses it. But some steam or smoke or something shoots out of the ground and into Mike's face. But he's not phased. It didn't burn him. It didn't no. really no. startle him or anything. He's like, I'm fine. <laughs> so Keep going. Dave says what should be unspoken, which is don't touch anything at all. Please. It's not, you don't know what any of this stuff does. He says there could be booby traps all over this place. Which you should assume no, that yeah. there yeah, are. I have thought that already. They've been fucking clowning. I couldn't think of a better word. They've been... <laughs> Doing pranks this whole thing, so anything could be anything. Yeah. And so the Terenzi brothers follow them, and then... Because um, immediately after Dave says this, he opens up a door, and I don't know if it's him opening up the door that does this, but it sends the brothers falling through the ground. Yeah. Right. And then Mike and Dave turn around when they realize the brothers aren't there, and Mike's like, don't worry, they do this all the time. Yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> Like this what, specifically? Right. Like, <laughs> do you guys do this often? Yeah. yeah. Oh, they fall through holes in clown spaceships <laughs> right. all the time. Like, what the hell? But the Terenzis come out and they're they fall into a ball pit. I guess is what happens. Yeah. But they come out of the ball pit where they notice some horrifically ugly clowns <laughs> with large but breasts. But they're women clowns. They are apparently, yeah. and they're like, "Are you Debbie's roommates?" And yes. then it cuts away. Yes, they are. Right? Just, yeah, yeah, sure, <laughs> like, sure, sure. Yeah. So Mike and Dave press on, and Mike realizes that they're in the tent from earlier. Right. Which should have been obvious to him, but again, he's not smart. He's not the brightest. No. <laughs> So he takes Dave into the room where he and Debbie found the cotton candy earlier, and it is fully stocked. Yeah. Yeah. They don't have a square to spare. (laughs) (laughs) So they search for the balloon that they saw Debbie in, but their search is fruitless for the time being. Just then, a large clown comes in, and he starts inspecting the cotton candy cocoons. So you think. Yeah. I thought, I'm like, oh, he's like clown quality control. Right. (laughs) But he pulls out a giant silly straw. 
he sticks it into one of the cocoons and he starts drinking blood out of it. It it looks cool. No, yeah. The crazy straw looks cool. It doesn't look bad. I was a little scared for him that the other clowns might find out he's getting high on his own supply. Because yeah. right. I don't know if they're supposed to be doing this I yet. Don't. What you doing in here? Yeah, he's like, yeah. give daddy a taste. Right. Like, no, you don't get to skin yeah. off the top. But Mike freaks out when he realizes that the clowns are, in fact, going to eat people. Yeah. And Dave is like, you need to calm down. He like tells him to chill, <laughs> but they literally turn around and they see that Debbie's balloon is like right there. Like they literally two <laughs> yeah, more seconds of searching. Right. Like yeah. yeah, no, they didn't have to freak out or anything. So Dave fucking pulls out a gun and against Mike's protest, shoots the balloon with Debbie in it. Luckily, a, that was a big risk. Oh, yeah. yeah. One thing I did think that was kind of odd is that before he does that. He says something like, hold on, honey. Yeah. Yeah, Dave says he, that. yeah, he does. Dave just be overstepping. No, he yeah, doesn't respect boundaries he's, he's, in no. the slightest. And Mike is just like, all right. All right like, yeah. He's just chill. He's, yeah, just he's like, there. I'm not trying to start any fights with anybody. <laughs> you want to be with this dude? Be with I this guess, dude. Yeah, sure. Well, it gets worse because as soon as Debbie comes out of the balloon, she clings to, to Dave yeah. yes. instead of Mike. And I'm like, mm. well, kind of. Honestly, I'm like, hey, who was with you and believed you from the beginning? Yeah. Me. Yeah. So fuck you. Yeah. We're d- no. Now but Mike's it- breaking up with Debbie. <laughs> We're done. Fuck you. Over. <laughs> it's over. So um, they narrowly escape the room because the clowns start to approach them because they realize that, you know, Debbie's escaped and this isn't part of their plan. Yeah. So they head into the third elevator that we didn't see them go into before. And it's a room. It's kind of got like a fireman's pole. Yeah. And Mike and Debbie slide down it. Dave is stuck behind. He's kind of a crack shot with his shotgun, though. Yeah. yeah. And he's just shooting off clown noses left and right. <laughs> and then he finally slides down the pole. When he does jump down the pole, though, it looks like he was part. Uh, there was a harness. Yeah. Because he kind of gets he gets whipped gets like, to the clown yeah. pole more than he places himself there. <laughs> let's just, let's just put it that way. But he slides down the pole, and at the bottom, he sees that Debbie and Mike have both stopped, and he's like, why'd you guys stop here? And then he looks down, and he sees a monster, just another monster. <laughs> yeah. Nondescript does not at all look like a clown. It looks like a nope. Venus flytrap, honestly. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, oh, good reason. It's like, well, yeah. <laughs> come on, man, let's keep... Right, go around it, just keep going. Yeah, right? we're, yeah, don't think about it. So they start to run through these archways, which begin to move on their own, and the clowns follow them down the fireman's pole, I guess, and they start to give chase. They move through a bunch of large balloons, like regular balloons, not the kind that Debbie yeah. was trapped yes. in. <laughs> and they run down a hallway, which leads to a door. Mike opens the door, but there's another door behind it. Another which leads, door. Yeah. Yes. He won't stop another saying door. it. It's like, dude, just open right. this. Another open door. Yeah, you don't have don't to say to anything. We don't need commentary. We are right here. I'm scared to death. <laughs> Okay, so he finally opens the last door and they all escape through it. He shuts it behind them and then Debbie blocks it with Dave's now empty shotgun. So they're kind of defenseless at this point, which is horrible because just as they go to make their escape, they realize they're completely surrounded by more clowns. Yeah, with like a lot more. Yeah, they've got a lot of weapons at their disposal. So they climb to the top of a structure that's in their this giant room that they're in. It's like a I don't know what it is. <laughs> Honestly, this spaceship <laughs> is huge. Yeah. All right. Um, once they're at the top of the structure, the clowns are trying to hit them with these weapons that they have. But just then, the Terenzis 
crash through the wall with their ice cream truck. And they provide a distraction by using the loudspeaker, declaring themselves through, I guess they got a clown mascot on the top of the yeah. truck that I never saw before. It, it was no, at the beginning, there? yeah. Okay. Which is like, it's kind of cool because it kind of comes full circle from them yelling through the thing at the beginning of the movie. Right, yeah. and it being meaningless and now it has some meaning. Right. Yeah. Give them a character arc, I guess. Right. And they're, they're speaking through that clown and saying that they're the great, powerful JoJo the Clown, which apparently JoJo is also the name of their ice cream truck. I saw it on All the right. side, yeah. so I was like, I guess maybe well. that could have came up earlier, but no big deal. And the clowns kind of listen to them because they command them to let the three of them go, and yeah. the clowns kind of... I don't know if they're just like, is he? Yeah. I don't know, <laughs> shit. Is that our god? I don't yeah. know. We don't have a backstory, but it's it works. And the the trio piles into the ice cream truck with the Terenzis, but unfortunately, the truck won't start. Yeah. Oddly, you see... The Terenzis are covered in lipstick. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I was like, did did they bang those? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to know if that's another scene that ended in the cutting room floor. Yeah. Fantastic. Get we'll that PG-13 yes. rating. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just say yeah. A good. Uh, well, don't want no, to know. Yeah. <laughs> so they hear a loud gong after this. And the lights overhead begin to flicker, and the clowns honestly look a little worried themselves. Yeah. And they're like, well, later. <laughs> and they fucking yeah. back out of there. <laughs> this is on y'all. And disappear. Like, you awaken right, whatever you this is. fucked up now. Yeah. yeah. So, out of nowhere, a giant clown, larger than anyone that we've ever seen this far. By far. It's like a Godzilla clown. It's yeah. a boss fight. Yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> pretty much. I heard the fans have dubbed it Clownzilla, yes. if I'm not mistaken. Right. We'll just call it that. So, Clownzilla <laughs> descends from the sky on strings. Mike, Debbie, and Dave make it out of the truck before the Terenzis do. And they're like, come on, everybody got to get out of the truck. And then the Terenzis are like, we can't. It's a rental. It's like, get out of Please. the truck. Yeah, no, I believe shit. the company will understand. <laughs> but they don't make it out in time. And Clownzilla goes over there and he starts beating the shit out of the truck. Yeah. He eventually picks it up, throws it, causing it to explode. <laughs> Which I don't Which know. I don't, what? Yeah, he made there, short work of that. Just, nope. Some of the ice cream was made of gasoline, I, I guess. I guess. <laughs> but it seemingly kills the Terenzis. And I'm like, oh shit, he means business. Yeah. So Debbie and Mike see an exit, and Dave says that he'll distract Clownzilla so they can make a break for it. So he starts shooting at Clownzilla, and Mike and Debbie make it out alive. The tent starts to spin... And it looks like it's turning back into a spaceship just as Clownzilla grabs Dave inside. The backup officers finally arrive to take Mike and Debbie to safety, and they all kind of just watch the spaceship ascend into the sky, which is good because they would not have been able to explain this later. Yeah. No. If they arrived five minutes later. Yeah. But inside, Dave takes his badge off, and he pops the nose of the giant clown, and it causes an explosion so large that the spaceship itself explodes into fireworks. Yeah. And so a clown car falls from the sky and the cops ready their guns, but Dave is inside of the clown car. Yeah. And he comes out alive. Yeah. And Debbie and Mike run up and hug him. And then the Terenzis are also in the (laughs) car. Somehow. And but oh, I mean, I guess it's a happy ending and no one's yeah. actually dead. Well the Well, except for the A lot of people. Cotton. But <laughs> <laughs> I take that back. Dave immediately. was originally supposed to die when oh. everything went south. But 
like he basically sacrificed himself and everybody else lived. Uh-huh. But they wanted a happy ending, right. so he made it out too. I think that makes sense. Yeah. Well, they the the brothers say that they got in the freezer. Right. Yeah. 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 It was like, come on. No, you didn't. Yeah. No, you stop. Didn't have time. Stop that. Because they Mike tries to call him on their bullshit. He's like, how did you get out in time? Yeah. Like, oh, we got in the freezer. Mm, right. I don't know. <laughs> But just then, confetti falls from the sky, and Debbie's like, "You think it's over?" And Mike goes, "Yeah, sure." It's like, <laughs> why, yeah. why ask Mike? Yeah, and doesn't uh, Dave kiss her on the head? Yeah, he does. Was there a the cheat? Yeah, Mike, Mike just go happened. over there. It's yeah, done. it's done. It's done. I don't get it. But just as Mike is like, "Yeah, sure," pies start to fall from the sky, and they hit all of them. Yeah. But I guess it's not acid pies because no. they don't die. Yeah. <laughs> They're just humiliated. That's just it. But then the old killer clowns from outer space theme song begins to play, roll credits, and that's the end of the film. Yep. So what did you think of killer clowns from outer space? It was fun. I mean, it's not, this isn't The Exorcist. Right. No. It's not hereditary. It's just a fun kind of cheesy B movie. I mean, it literally, you look at the title and you know what you're in for. There are right, no surprises right. here. It, it tells a coherent story. There are funny moments. It's just an hour and 20 something minutes. Very short. Yeah, it of is short. Fun. That's, that's all it is. Like I said, for me, I know I'm going to show a little favoritism because I like, because <laughs> I like the movie, but. Right. I, I, it's just, like I said, they have all the little, the little things in there. Like when he says, you're not gonna make a dummy out of me. And then they do. I like that. And then, yeah. you know, on the phone, like I said, when they're like, we carried my husband away in a balloon, but if you don't catch it, yeah. they take her in a balloon too. You know what I mean? It's just, right. it's it like you said, it's a fun movie. Yeah. It's, it's what it is. It's not, you know, Silence of the Lambs or whatever, <laughs> right. but it's, you know, it, it plays on its strengths and it's funny. It's mm-hmm. a comedy. It's a horror comedy. And it's it's good. Like I said, I've watched it a lot as a kid. You know what I mean? I enjoyed it. I'll watch it again mm-hmm. right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I mean, that's just because I've watched it a lot. You right. know what I mean? So I think, I mean, unfortunately, like I said at the top, I think that's where I have my trouble is because I didn't watch it as a kid. Right, right. If I did, I think I would have a lot more fondness for it mm-hmm. and be able to forgive for some of the things that I really don't like about this movie. Right. But again, I have to say, I totally understand the people that do like it. Yeah. I understand why this is a cult classic. You know, whenever I think of a turn your brain off movie, I think more of like a slasher, you know, kind of like a, a haunt or a sleepaway camp, right. you know, where you can just kind of watch it. Nothing really means anything. It's right. just a no. fun movie to just yeah. watch. But the missed opportunity for me is I would have enjoyed a darker humor film do stuff like the ventriloquist dummy. Yeah, that was the best part I of the movie. I liked that scene a lot. And if it was more like that, I I would come away with it enjoying it a lot more than complaining about it, I guess, like I am now. Right. But I feel like if they would have done that, it would have been a... But like you said, it would have been a totally different... It really would have been. been It would have been completely different. And I think, I mean, I can't... I'm not like, okay, now change the film to my sensibilities. (laughs) Because that's not fair. And it's clear a lot of people enjoy it. I see them put on Twitter all the time about like they've got killer clowns from outer space t-shirts for sale and everybody loses their mind with excitement, you know? So this is a beloved film. Yeah. So I do feel like I'm kind of the odd man out here, 
but well, I, I'm sure there's other people that don't like. I mean, like yeah, I, I mean, said, yeah, it's yeah. True. But especially if you're watching it for the first time. Yeah, true. Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah. And there, I'm certain the films I love, people hate them. Yeah. So I mean, again, and they have every right to. Yeah, horror is got a wide variety. And you find what you love, you find what you like, you find what you don't. Yeah. And I just, uh, this one didn't do it for me. <laughs> so I guess that brings us to ratings. And I have to go first. <laughs> Not to rehash everything that I've said. You know, I don't want to say this movie did nothing for me because there was that one scene that I really did enjoy. Yeah. I do wish they would have played on the tone of that scene a little bit more. I think I would have enjoyed it more and I would have given this movie a higher score. I am going to be a little bit on the lower scale, I'm sure, between the three of us. But I think it's mostly because with everything that went on, you know, it's a it's a horror movie. It's a comedy. It didn't scare me and it didn't really make me laugh intentionally. Right. So I kind of feel like for me, it didn't hit the two points that I would have liked it to hit. Yeah. The other reason is that I don't really see myself watching this movie again. That's fair. You know, and yeah, so it's understandable. I watched it the one time and movies for me will get a higher score if they have a higher level of rewatchability. Right. To where I could end it and be like, well, no, put that fucker back on. Yeah. <laughs> and watch it again or maybe even see things that we missed. Yeah. And that's the other factor. I like movies that have deep meanings or your experience will be enriched by watching Multiple it again. Multiple viewings. And yeah. this just isn't that movie for me. So. While I do respect the cult status that this film has, and I'm not trying to begrudge anybody for enjoying this movie because different strokes for different folks, Mm -hmm. but for me, I have to give Killer Clowns from Outer Space 2.5 alien popcorn kernels out of 10. I will open the floor to you. Like I said before, I mean, it's it's just fun. Like you kind of said, it's it's kind of a turn your brain off movie. Everything is pretty much at face value. There's no real big surprises. Again, I don't have a nostalgia factor, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to lie. I did have fun watching this right. cheesy it's ass cheese. <laughs> yeah. ridiculous movie. So maybe this is a little generous. Maybe it's not. But I'm going to give Killer Clowns from Outer Space 5.5 alien popcorn kernels out of 10. Yeah. Ah, that's a little more than I thought you were going to do. Yeah, I had too. fun. I no, had fun. you did. I seen you laugh quite a bit <laughs> while we were watching it. I had more fun talking about it. Yeah, no. no that was yeah. more fun yeah. for me, personally. I give that a 10. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, JP? All right. So, as the resident juggalo here, <laughs> we're just going to throw it out there. Mm-hmm. Me, I did watch this movie a lot when I was younger, so it does mean something to me. And you're spot on with the turn your brain off and just enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. And it is a fun movie. It's not scary at all. But it it does, I guess, watching it as a kid and then still watching it now, I still enjoy it, I guess, because of that. Right. But I also like clowns. So, right. I mean, <laughs> I personally, coming off of that from watching it, I would give it a 10 because I love the movie. Mm-hmm. And... Everything about it, I like the way they looked. I like that they were ugly. I like that they, like you said, they did all the clown things and, yeah. you know, they made it horror. Mm-hmm. But realistically, I know it's not a perfect movie. <laughs> I see a lot of the problems with it. And 
I guess you can say I'm being generous, whatever. But I like, <laughs> but but I do, I did enjoy the movie, right? And I would watch it again, and I would suggest it to people. So for that, even as much as it pains me, <laughs> I will give this movie seven alien popcorn kernels only because I. I like the movie. Right. And I feel like if we're in a setting with other people, just like, what was it the other movie we watched that was uh, Haunt? Haunt. Mm -hmm. Right. You know what I mean? You can just put it it's on just fun. and everybody's having a drink or everybody's whatever and you can sit there and just kind of bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't have to pay attention. You can look away and come back and, oh shit, what are they doing? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not something... And I do agree with you, though, 100% when mm. it comes to movies that you can watch over and see something new or yeah. you're like, oh, shit, I didn't see that last time. I enjoy movies like that a lot, too. Mm -hmm. But I, I still feel like this movie is one of those where you can watch it with a group of friends and it's still going to be fun no matter what time you pop in right now yeah. the runtime is short very you know and there is a lot like we said you know things that don't make <laughs> sense or whatever but i still i still really like this movie even watching it as an adult i still really like it and i think it's it's good you no. know i i mean i respect that 100 percent. i think again the nostalgic factor yeah probably plays a no, huge yeah. role Oh, I'm uh, sure. And if I had that, I'm pretty sure my score would be a lot higher. Yeah. But, but that was like with Scream. You uh -huh. guys loved Scream. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know what For I the mean? same reason. No, exactly. yeah. Like, yeah. Like, and we can't excuse no. <laughs> any of the things no, you yeah. said either. And and I liked Scream too, but I didn't watch it like that. Yeah. You know, so to me it's I'm not gonna be like, hey, put Scream on. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> but so I understand why you didn't really dig it too much. You know yeah. what I mean? So I'm not mad at it. You know what I mean? I understand. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I understand it. I'll tell you what, you can watch it for me again. <laughs> I will. I and will watch yeah, Scream don't for worry. you. There you That's go. Fine. It's a good trade. Well, that's all from us at Podmortem. What would you rate Killer Clowns from Outer Space and what should we watch next? Let us know on Twitter at the Podmortem. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook. Be sure to follow each of us on Twitter at TravisMWH, at Blood and Smoke, and at RealStreeter84. Remember, never chase after a falling star. You never know what might have landed. Until next time. <laughs>